Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Ceasefire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 196, and today we'll be talking about Craig of the Creek. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So, I remember back when we did the discussion of the pilot for Craig of the Creek, the talk was that Craig of the Creek would be airing in, in what, June or July? So, right around now, uh, Obviously, sources, uh, wikis were a little bit wrong about that, but in a good direction. The The show came out earlier than expected, actually. Which always bodes well, just like that they are on schedule and producing episodes. And are we still weekly right now? I feel like there's been a little no, bit of a pause. it's, it's been yeah. a little while, but uh, we should be getting new episodes soon. Yeah, so they got their first 15 out. I think they that overall the teams coming out of sort of you know originally there were cartoons coming out of like the Adventure Time world but now we're already having shows that feel like spinoffs of Steven Universe uh, <laughs> with the writing teams. Yep, the connection Matt Burnett and Ben Levin were writers on Steven Universe and they were of course the gentlemen most responsible for Tiger Millionaire being the <laughs> wrestling aficionado so they will always have my heart and of course for. I'm in your manger, killing your savior, all those years ago. <laughs> That's right. And if you need your memory jogged anymore, Matt Burnett is the one who would get quite spicy on Twitter with fans. And Ben Levin is the one who contributed a lot to uh, the music in Steven Universe as well. I think he's a pretty good guitarist and uh, has provided some of the actual instrumentation in, the, in Steven Universe. So pretty cool. Pretty cool guys and a great team. This show is, I can't think of, really, this harkens to me back to something like a Hey Arnold type show. Do you feel that vibe of like just kids hanging out on the street? I never watched Hey Arnold. Oh, man. Well, if you're like, if you like this show now and you are craving more kids hanging out on the block, Hey Arnold is Craig of the Creek in the city um, and sort of (laughs) gives that life. But I really love this sort of, you know, uh, none of the episodes, you know, in contrast to Steven Universe, sort of your monster of the week is really like your friend of the week or your... Hey, I like that. Friend of the week. It's your, you know, sometimes your friend ends up becoming your antagonist. Sometimes the friend mm-hmm. is a friend and sometimes we bring it back to the family. But always the stakes are usually pretty low. We're not, you know, worried about them dying or the world being at stake. Sometimes the stakes are that the stakes can get burned to a crisp. Right. Sometimes the stakes are actual stakes and it's awesome. And, you know, there's always a few layers in there, too, where sometimes it's about stakes, but really it's about new math. And uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, that is the episode Escape from Family Dinner. I definitely <laughs> yes. uh, really enjoyed that one and made sure to uh, get in watching it to really understand what Craig's family's like. I really like that all the different characters they've set up in in his family. Okay, but speaking of knowing every continuity mistake on television, they're they're talking about five stakes. I only see four. Yeah, there were pretty much only four on the grill, and I don't... Come on! What is that? But maybe that's just part of... I think Dwayne needs some advanced math courses of his own. Uh. (laughs) Clearly, it's an in-character error. I, yeah, it's so funny how, I don't know how that stuff gets vetted or not. Like, you'd think that someone would catch that dialogue, and that's like, but who knows? Maybe you get too far into animation, you're like, well, there's nowhere to slap a fifth stake down. Oh, well. Uh, Eh, Yeah. These things happen. But I had high hopes for Craig of the Creek. 
when I saw the pilot, and I'm happy to say that it's living up to my hopes. It's a good show. Really like it. Yeah, I'd say it takes the so many pieces of where where Steven Universe and Adventure Time sort of for me evoke all my childhood memories of being absolutely glued to my like Game Boy Advance and Nintendo DS and like the world of video games and chiptune music. Craig of the Creek really reminds me of all those like boy scout adventures and uh the fun of outdoors and almost watching the show makes me sort of think about ah how much this influences like kids now and what that sort of world looks like you know craig's not always glued to his smartphone or anything there's like or it's a mixture of really getting out there and all the locations are super interesting that they come up with i really liked the future is cardboard episode where it's just like that fantasy of like getting to build up a fort, you know, like taking the pillow fort, but then going outside and, you know, like with Craig exploring it, I was freaking out seeing like a water faucet on the third floor <laughs> of a cardboard yeah. building, like that sort of like engineering and like something like that just would have blown my mind as a kid. And like, I, I really also like the mixture that they sort of have of the kids navigating a world of make believe where if any of them says something, you know, they're always in this sort of realm of makeup play and everyone else just accepts it. If someone says, oh, no, you're bleeding, but there's no actual blood, they're just pretending to be in a fight. Everyone else immediately accepts it. Yeah, they like they're doing improv. Yeah, it's so awesome that, you know, as someone who spent several summers in high school doing childcare, I watched, you know, uh, watched kids play out these narratives. And it's so cool to see, you know, how they navigate that space and sort of how they all understand how to make up these stories together. And that happening here is just so cool. Yeah, I like I like in Wilderness where she throws the Frisbee at Kelsey and Kelsey gets hit. And then it takes, you see the gears grind for a second as she realizes, oh, wait, I need to, uh. <laughs> Yeah, and for the most part, the show stays within the realm of nothing actually fantastical happening. But they also do pull the cartoon strings a little like, whatever on earth Wildernessa is riding in that episode is not a dog or animal that exists in our world. Sneeple <laughs> confirmed. I, (laughs) yeah, and then also the cardboard episode kind of throws in some actual looking explode, some realistic, quote, cartoon realistic explosions when their (laughs) cartoon realistic robot starts breaking apart. And, you know, do you take that as just visual effect? Do you take that as a mixture of the children's fantasy? You know, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, though. Well, apparently Carter has some kind of precognitive abilities because all of the displays in New Cardboard City are (laughs) hand-drawn on, and yet he has angry Craig talking to him from outside the bridge, and then outside the bridge he has, you know, Carter, you know, talking to him. That's right. I love that. Yeah. Well, when he first scopes the three kids on the ground, including the girl he likes, it's just like, wait. exactly where they would be standing. (laughs) When you think back, at first, it's just funny how the artist had to, like, make everything look like it was made from cardboard. But then you're like, wait a minute. (laughs) Couldn't have drawn all that ahead of time. (laughs) It was awesome. I love that bit. Yeah. Uh, It was it was very funny. And I'm glad they did that. That was that was a nice touch. I mean, heck, even even Dog Decider, who who didn't wish they could start a cult back when they were a kid. <laughs> that that one was so funny to me. 
that <laughs> sort of this introduction to cults for kids, like telling, showing kids in the most basic way why you shouldn't put your trust in someone, just telling you that they can uh, predict the future off a backyard dog. I think uh, that was just a hilarious story. And also how they come up with all these different archetypes for a story where it's sort of, this is a more of a sitcom situation where they have to come up with what in regular life is gonna make for a story when you don't just have a big baddie to fight or something yeah and uh it's but these are different from other sitcom stories because it's all specifically about children's play and so coming up with this idea of like the cult but it's a dog (laughs) giving predictions and all the kids start wearing you know like i think that is just fascinating uh to have that sort of environment that the writers have to work within. Yeah, and I love the Kelsey versus Bridget battle and how they have the, what could have basically been a title card, freeze frame, you know, that thing they do. (laughs) Yeah, well, kind of like Steven Universe very recently took advantage. I mean, you know, with the not the ninja warriors but with the whatever the samurai vhs tape was you know kind of referencing these old uh japanese films and then sort of more recently in lords of the stars with all the like bold text displaying on screen and stuff you know they like playing with those sort of memories that the you know storyboarders have of whatever old movies and stuff they used to watch (laughs) i kind of liked that i think it was for bring out your beast well also for Escape from Family Dinner had sort of those titles for like when Craig was thinking about that he oh, had to yeah, yeah. go like initiate a fight and then like battle lost and there's like the Japanese subtext. Yeah, the mission failed. Yeah. And also just like when he uses his fake vision scanning, but then we get to see what he thinks and it's like scanning everybody in the text. Or like you had JP with the motion detector from Alien in the... <laughs> The the scratch episode, the the one where they're itched to explore. <laughs> yeah, so those touches are just uh, really fun, too. So, yeah, uh, there were actually a couple episodes of Craig of the Creek that were storyboarded by Steven Universe people. That <laughs> was The Garden and The Curse. So, or Monster in the Garden and The Curse, and... We'll be giving those episodes their own treatment on later dates. Yeah. Since they were done by current Crew Universe members. Yeah, and you can definitely... I'm... <laughs> I, I, this is probably too hopeful, but in, in an episode I really liked, based on a GC13 recommendation, uh, Bring Out Your Beast is really cool in, you know, showing off this, like card game that probably a lot of people are would be familiar with and they're out playing in the woods and there's a great story but one thing that happens right after the commercial break (laughs) at least the one that i experienced in the middle of the 11 minute episode on the web i don't know if they do that on tv probably not they actually did that they were airing nothing but craig of the creek and clarence today and it was in the middle of itch to explore actually where they're just like nope commercial break right now oh lord kids of the day you know you're either part of the Netflix generation of kids getting no ads or you're in the Cartoon Network generation of kids who doesn't know how they're going to make their money. So now they're putting ads in the middle of 11 minute episodes. Anyway, <laughs> right after the commercial breakup in 11 minute episode, uh, Craig is sort of singing and humming the little butler theme while washing the dishes. Ah, uh, yes. And I mean, my mind immediately started reeling because <laughs> it's like, you know... 
There's good, like, could there be more references? The idea that this completely normal family and fun creek thing could be in the same world as Steven. Like. No, we, we need, we need Bernard's girlfriend to start singing, haven't you noticed that I'm a star? Oh my gosh. <laughs> if the same pop culture references leaked over, uh, but you know that the writers are going to have to be super restrained with that, but they'd love making like a connected universe, but it's just so wouldn't play into the goals of this show at all. And yet, it's so... <laughs> of course, also, I get hungry when there's no... I don't want to add any money to our salt jar, but, you know, I'm waiting. Waiting for those mm-hmm. summer apps. And so if another character is going to sing a song from one of my absolute top... Oof, maybe top three Steven Universe episodes, uh, you know, I-, I get thinking. But I do like that you mentioned... Bring out your beast, because, I mean, among other things, it's just a great episode on its own. But I like that they finally decided to put Bernard over, to, like, give Bernard an episode or he's a really cool brother. Yeah, I like his character that obviously, I think all these writers from the Steven Universe Adventure Time lineage know not to write a one-dimensional character. But uh, I really, they really are getting that brother dynamic down, you know, being... An older brother myself, I definitely related with that feeling of like, you know, sometimes you were a jerk to your little brother and they just idolized you. And then, you know, sort of having to make that up in some ways is uh, is really interesting to me. And then another thing I really connected on was with that beast snare card. I remember having Pokemon cards as a kid. And like, even though trading was a big aspect of the game, I was like petrified of like losing any of my cards. You know, they're like so personal to you. You had to like scrounge up four bucks to buy a pack. And then like the idea of losing any of them is just like horrible. And so I just love the kids getting literally like a war zone destroyed after the one kid (laughs) has the card. And also that they're all honest enough to give it up. Like, I, if I was in that, I'd be running away with my cards. I'm like, I don't have to give you my card just because you played you later. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially, like, the especially the elders. Like, what's she going to do? <laughs> yeah, all the older kids just accept it, you know? I mean, Barry's wearing his armor, even. <laughs> yeah, I like the mixture of older kids hanging out with the younger kids, even though they were the nerdier older kids, you know? Like, I love... That just the, atmosphere the of everyone hanging out paintball, in the paintball <laughs> war. He's like 30. I'm only 23. <laughs> I missed that one. So I didn't realize he was 23. <laughs> well, did you did you ever see the Sunday clothes episode? No, I didn't. Yeah, he that that's where he is. OK, I, I don't think the elders ever say their age in Craig of the Creek. Do they refer to them as the elders in the show at one point? Uh, well, the first episode where they go to them, they're oh okay. Uh, Craig and the gang are seeking the wisdom of the elders of the creek. <laughs> I love that. Uh, fun fact about Sunday clothes: you know how it's a tradition to make a promo image before an episode goes out. The promo image for Sunday clothes is a direct reference to the poster for the tuxedo, you know, Jackie Chan's movie. Oh, that's awesome. He's not looking for trouble. He's wearing it. (laughs) Yeah, for anyone who hasn't become a Jackie Chan film fan, you know, you're not getting any action right now. If you think like that Marvel films are like super cool action or anything like that, you are missing out in a world. That guy is a master. And there's a reason that the Crooniverse and the Craigiverse (laughs) love these old films. Yeah. Um, he is a master. Go watch a YouTube video of him explaining 
explaining some of the action scenes in his movies. Uh, it's just crazy. Yep, he 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 knows he knows his stuff. Yeah, I just can sing the praises of this of this show for a for a good long while. Yeah, I think uh, I I like the mixture of you know the the cart the different networks you know Cartoon Network Nickelodeon sort of go through different waves of almost generations of shows. You sort of had the Adventure Time regular show sort of era at one point and now i really like this new era steven universe is kind of in the middle of it but this craig of the creek and okko and steven universe sort of all are filling their own sort of niche but all exploring these different aspects of childhood and nostalgia for you know the 20s and 30 year olds and uh Mm -hmm. i i really like where this one's falling in um so i hope it has uh, a good a good life ahead of it I haven't seen Apple and Kid yet. Is that what that one is? Is that also Apple headed up onion? by? That's isn't that one headed up with at least one Crooniverse writer? Or am I wrong on that? Is that just not that out I'm of aware blue? of? I heard that that was canceled after ten episodes. Yikes! So yeah, you know it's hard if you're like a living Apple or something to have a show. I guess kids probably got burned out after that annoying orange. So um, you know, so maybe this show it's got some smart people leading it. So you know. I, I think I think it'll do well. Yeah, the let's see. Apple and Onion was created by a storyboard artist from Gumball and Sanjay and Craig. Hmm. Yeah, Sanjay and Craig never really caught me either. Definitely kind of feels like it's from that vibe. Yeah. It wasn't bad, but not the kind of show I get excited for. Yeah. But, you know, and another thing I remember from our discussion of the pilot was, uh, I guess... One of my hopes for the series that seems to have been dashed thus far is I don't think that they have a sense of where everything in the creek is. I think it's just they know that there's the creek and they know that there's stuff in it, but not where it is relative to each other. At least they haven't been demonstrating this knowledge. Yeah, I mean, Craig supposedly has like a map that he uses sometimes, but, um, you know... Uh, does it play into the idea that it's sort of this mythical world that kids go into and so anything could pop up at any time and if we make a map we'll run out of space too quickly <laughs> um you know I, I don't know they just have to know themselves where everything is they don't have to put everything on craig's little map there and another thing about his map that actually bothers me is that poison ivy grove mm-hmm. it's like he pulls up satellite image of it on his phone and we know that the thing at the center of it is a trampoline <laughs> and like it is if the trampoline were actually at the center of the grove like it would be a tiny little speck you know compared to how huge they demonstrate the grove to be like it's it's not that big right i mean i definitely enjoy when you, they take the time and show to create a real sense of uh, the more time you spend out mapping out something even if it's loose you know, look at Beach City, even though they had an er- a map early on with some locations that we hadn't even seen in, in episodes yet. They still were a little flexible, and but but it gives the place more of a reality, and it helps us connect with the characters more, even though it's just the location they're in. Uh, it just grounds it. So we'll see. Yeah, but really, I'm just picking it, picking it nits on the on the mapping. They they haven't done anything. Like they did in the trailer where they show the map and then they show just how very wrong the course is. So, <laughs> I mean, at least at least they haven't done that to me. So, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to still call it a win. I mean, they, they haven't collected some bonus points, but it's all good. 
Yeah. I'm going to be I'm going to I'm going to keep it positive. So on the note of sort of looking at the sort of formation creation of the show, we didn't talk too much about the animation. I guess it's sort of in more of the realm of Steven Universe sort of, I guess choices and how they do the lines on the characters and stuff uh definitely different okko you know really went for a bold in a sort of paraphrase quoting ian you know they that show's trying to really make you remember that there are actually people drawing it craig of the creek is a much more clean looking show as far as i don't know just professionally i don't know i'm not i'm not great with the animation styles but you know if i were to try to describe it up it's like it's a lot like Steven Universe, except they, the, the backgrounds aren't done in a different style, and it seems they use a more saturated color palette. Yeah. Yeah, I like the note about backgrounds. It's definitely not the uh, sort of... they Steven Universe took Adventure Time's backgrounds of being super detailed and fun to look at, and then said, well, let's make it more painterly and a little bit different from the actual way we're drawing the characters so that the characters stand out more and then so craig of the creek i think the characters still do a good job of standing out from the background but they do a good mixture of like you'll notice uh sometimes in the backdrop of the forest that the trees actually have a lot more detail than you think they might have with lots of twists and knobs in them but but it definitely they feel like they mesh together compared to Steven Universe. You're like, well, I just want to go in Photoshop and remove the layer of the characters at any point <laughs> and just make that my rotating wallpaper. I mean, I don't think the differences are big enough to satisfy the cartoons all look the same nowadays crowd. But th- then what? I mean, maybe Summer Camp Island will do it. Maybe that looks different enough for them. I hope it looks different enough for them. Yeah, but I appreciate the fact that the four shows that I'm watching all look very different. Right. I think, sure, you know, people have pointed out, oh, let me put the facial structure of all these characters next to each other, and oh, look, it's the same jelly bean shape, but they're they're doing a lot differently, and, you know, it's not because they're all coming out of one school of arts or anything like that. It's just, you know, styles develop, and they transition, and I think they're all animated a lot differently. One thing I haven't noticed in this show yet and something that I've kind of gone back and forth on with Steven Universe is Steven Universe tends to sometimes feel like it's not framed so great and that sometimes shots are a little static compared to what I'd like. I think maybe one reason, if I haven't noticed it yet in this show, is just that it has different ambitions than Steven Universe. So I'm kind of expecting action shots to look a certain way or Steven Universe to do certain things to pull me in with a more cinematic feel. Whereas this show is a lot different. So maybe if the family's all standing around in the kitchen, maybe I'm not paying attention to the fact that it's just one shot. But I, I feel like it's relatively dynamic and moving. And I mean, obviously, they get to have a lot of fun, like the cardboard fort and things like that, you know, playing to what would these things look like in uh this world of imagination in the woods so so yeah they put in the work they make the good stuff (laughs) and again it looks like its own thing they have their own lexicon but visual that's right and yet close enough where hey let's do some more crossover episodes (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, there we go (laughs) you know i mean good lord if uncle freaking grandpa is the only show that ever crosses over with steven universe by god (laughs) I, I want to see that Uncle Grandpa SWAT Cats crossover. Like, oh. what would that even be like? 
And you know, I mean, OKKO OK had a crossover too with uh, the Thundercats, Captain sort Planet, of. If yeah. you consider Thundercats, I guess it wasn't active at the time, but you know. So I think these properties could be uh, matched up a little more. It'd be kind of hard to do though, because once you say that this world of magical alien ladies exists in uh, rock, rock, rock women, you know, are in this very down to earth creek world. I don't know, but. <laughs> You know, it could always be an April Fool's joke. I mean, too. it'll be for it'll be after Earth and Homeworld reconcile. That's right. They can go and be NPCs. <laughs> you know, he was humming it. Maybe Steven Universe is just a show in his world too. I would take that, and then he could have a dream where he was uh, with with the cast. There's ways to do this. Yeah, we we have we have technology and plot hooks. <laughs> And we have a way to, you know, we know that we can interact with at least Matt on Twitter and torture him and get snarky replies back about crossovers. So just keep oh, bothering he him. he loves it. He loves it. Yeah, of course he loves it. He would never go on and off of Twitter whenever he gets fed up with fans. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of the act. That's right. It's all fun. He loves us. Matt loves us. Don't. Don't let him tell you otherwise. Right, us. He loves us. He loves me and you, GC. <laughs> Specifically us. So, any more thoughts about Craig of the Creek? I have no more thoughts. Just a command, which is go out and uh, watch the show if you haven't. There's just 15 episodes right now, I think, or at least on the Cartoon Network app. So, it can be pretty easy to breathe through it. And, yeah. Yeah, definitely get yourself caught up. Uh, the new episodes are going to start... Coming real quick, thanks to this best summer ever event. But it's a, it's still at a good spot to get into it. And if any fans of Steven Universe want to see the extra Steven Universe stuff, again, it's Monster in the Garden and The Curse. You know, both were storyboarded by Steven Universe storyboarders. And The Curse, especially. Fan favorite episode. It's magnificent. And we will be talking about both of those episodes at later times. Right. You know, maybe way later if they just make a little announcement, you know, just a little trailer. Yeah, just tell me when my Steven is, guys. That's right. I mean, we can make a whole two hour long episode off of a eight second promo on Facebook if they want. So go ahead, Cartoon Network. <laughs> but until that day comes or until next week, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Uh, don't forget to go out there and leave us a review on iTunes. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.